You've tuned in to When Your Mind Becomes the Scene of the Crime podcast. I'm Dr. Linda F. Williams. I take survivors of abuse and trauma from pain to purpose so that you take back your power, tap into the truth of who you are, and live your best life now. I was very encouraged recently. I spoke to a couple of ladies who both had extremely traumatic backgrounds, but who had been in their current marriages for over 40 years. These women are very in love with their husbands. These women appreciate them so much, and they both appear to have very healthy relationships. That's encouraging to me because after I get past the stage and don't want to see another man for the rest of my life <laughs> to wait a minute, let me take time to heal, to being open to another relationship. Seeing that has been very encouraging to me. Now, I'm not saying I'm looking for another relationship. Really, I think I'm very happy where I am. I don't feel like I have to have a man. I just want to be whole and to bring a whole and complete healed Linda into a relationship. Now, there's nothing in these ladies' backgrounds that would indicate that they would find the man of their dreams, men who are extremely supportive of them, men with whom they have shared their backgrounds. But they are. <laughs> These women are very happy. I can't wait to meet their husbands. I saw their pictures and they look like very kind men. She, she had been in some traumatic situations and she met the man and kind of knew that this was the one for her. But even though she had moved on in her life, apparently being able to successfully categorize the previous trauma, there's no way that you can be in relationship with somebody and still be holding on to the past. It's got to seep in. In one case, a woman told me that she had gone to dinner with her husband and he said he had something important that he wanted to discuss with her. The man was serious to the point where he said, you need to forgive him. Her kickback was, <laughs> please, that joker was wrong as two left shoes. Put me through all that hell. I'm going to forgive him. After all these years, I don't think so. He doesn't get off the hook. His response, but you don't hear me. I need you to forgive that man because I don't need him in our relationship. That was deep to me. That was deep to me. Because no matter how well we categorize or shove to the back 
anything that we have failed to forgive and move on, it seeps into our current relationships. There must have been some level on which this man could tell that that other man from decades ago was still in the middle of their relationship. So if it were you sitting across the table from your significant other and they said that to you, would that be enough for you to choose to forgive somebody? Now, I, look, hold up now. Don't, don't, don't kill a messenger here. I'm just saying, is it enough for you to forgive that other person? Now, you need to be honest with yourself. I can't hear you no way. So whether you're talking out loud or saying it to me or answering the question, I don't know. I'm just asking you to be honest with yourself in answering that question. When we choose, and I'm going to say this again. Yes, I did say that. Choose not to forgive. What are we holding on to? What are we holding on to? What... We have to ask ourselves, what does not forgiving mean to me? What does that mean to me? If you can just answer that question, that we can get to the root of it. Because when you choose not to forgive somebody, then you have made a decision that that keeps them on the hook for what they did to you. We, on some subconscious level, look at forgiving the wrongdoers as if that lets them off the hook and it's not that at all. It's not that at all. And these people could have gone to their graves already. They might have turned their lives completely around. They might have gone straight to the pearly gates. They might have gotten their lives together, got saved or whatever, because in the meantime, life goes on. And we're still holding this grudge. So what kind of control does that seem to... And we're still holding on to that. So what kind of control do we think that's given us over what happened to us? As if, no, you did this to me and I'm holding this forever because it's paying you back. What? No, 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 no. When this man sat across the table from his wife and said, I need you to forgive this man. He fully understood what he was asking her to do. And he fully understood that as long as she failed to forgive that man, that man was still in their relationship. Now, did this husband deserve to have this third party in the relationship? No. This husband did nothing to her, but her decision not to forgive the wrongdoer has virtually kept the wrongdoer in their relationship. 
Now you walked away physically. You've gone on with your life, yada, yada, yada. But some kind of way, that person still exists in that relationship. So I'm going to ask you again. If your significant other sat across the table from you and presented the challenge of you need to forgive that person because that I don't need that person in our relationship anymore, would you be able to do it? So let's talk about what forgiveness is. Let's be real. None of us walking this earth has the power to forgive sin. We don't have that power. We don't have the power to make another individual righteous. We don't have that power. We don't hold the keys to heaven and hell. We don't have that power. So not forgiving someone does what exactly? Forgiving someone is not exonerating them. The wrong that was done to you... Again, don't shoot the messenger, but I've got to be real here. The wrong that was done to us can never be rectified. Think about it. Whoever did you wrong, whoever was the perpetrator of the trauma, there's no way that even if they wanted to, that they could change it. They can't change it. There's no way to make it up to us. There's no way to do that. And forgiving them doesn't change that fact. So once the wrong is done, now it's dumped in our laps to have to deal with it the rest of our lives. Because let's be honest, depending upon what happened and who the perpetrator was, they may not even feel like they need any doggone forgiveness. They may not feel like they've done anything really wrong. It's hard to believe, isn't it? But hell, yeah, it is what it is. So all you're doing when you're forgiving somebody is you are releasing yourself from that bond, that 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 negative soul tie, that 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 thing that's holding you and in, in a begrudging position, the thing that keeps you hating, the thing that keeps you stewing in the past, you're just making a decision to forgive. After you make the decision to forgive, then you let God heal your heart, which is a process ongoing. And there's so there's there's some kind of power. There's some kind of intangible power in our deciding to forgive a wrong. It's empowering to us in that we have taken one important step toward our healing and toward moving into thriving after the abuse, after the harm that was done. So once you just make the decision, I forgive so-and-so for fill in the blank, that's on some intangible level. It's like breaking a 
tie. It's like breaking the thing that's holding us in this begrudging position, this hateful position. If you don't forget, every time you think about the joke and you're upset again, and this, oh, well, it just happened yesterday. And I ask you again. If your partner sat across the table from you and laid that on the line, I need you to forgive that person because I don't need them in this relationship anymore. I encourage you not to look at forgiveness as if you have the power to exonerate somebody. Nothing you can do on this earth will exonerate the wrong that was done to you. Sorry. Not sorry. So to forgive an individual is not letting them off the hook. Because the truth of the matter is, even if they turned around tomorrow and recognized how wrongfully they treated you and came to you on bended knee in tears and asked you to forgive them, if that's what would make it easier for you to do so, then we got some more work to do. Because that may never happen. You're forgiving them for you, not for them. I mean, come on. Some jokers don't care whether you forgive them or not. But your entire life depends on it. It depends on it. No matter how you've moved on in your life, if you're blessed enough to like the friends that I told you about that have been married for over 40 years, happily even after trauma, you are still carrying that wrong because healing requires that as part of the process to fully heal. Look, this is the truth. Nobody's asking us to forget anything. And if we're tying forgiveness to thinking that, okay, if I forgive this person, then I've got to forget it, then that's wrong. For those of us who know the Bible, the Bible never told us to forgive and forget. It ain't in there nowhere. And if it is, put it in the comments. I want chapter and verse. Forgive and forget. That's not in there. The Lord never ordered us to forget the wrongs that were done to us. He said that he forgives and he forgets and throws it into the sea of forgetfulness. He forgives and he forgets the wrong. Okay? He never told us to. And think about it. For us to forget some mess, okay, that could set us up to doing it again. Okay? So forgiving someone does not require you to forget the wrong, but it is a requirement in the path to healing after trauma. So I've just challenged you. If you have found it difficult to forgive someone, I want you to define for yourself what forgiveness means to you. What does forgiving this person mean to you? And you're going to have to dig for this because I think once you get it down on paper and hold it up to the light of truth, you will realize that maybe you're thinking about forgiveness is a little wrong. 
Maybe it's off a little bit. And I encourage you to just step forward and forgive because that's part of the total healing process. I'm sorry things happen like that to us. I'm so sorry that you're going through what you're going through. I wish that I could erase it and make it like it never happened again on one hand. But on the other hand, I'm in... I'm here so that we can leverage that pain to empower ourselves instead of allowing it to continually disempower our existence. Well, you already know what I'm going to tell you. Your greatest power is realizing the truth of who you are. Know that truth. I'm Dr. Linda F. Williams. Thank you for joining us today for When Your Mind Becomes the Scene of the Crime podcast. To contact Dr. Linda, just go to whoseapple.org. That's W-H-O-S-E-A-P-P-L-E dot org. 